Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello and welcome to the EM360 podcast, where we have a weekly conversation with people who are impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Matt Harris, Head of Content here at EM360 and your host on today's episode. And today I'm joined by Micah Singer. Micah is the CEO at Kermi Software, and we're here today to discuss how close AI is to running all enterprise communications. Micah, welcome to the show. Matt, great to be here with you. Excellent topic. Yeah, no, it's a tool, and it, it is a it is a topic that everyone's talking about at the moment. AI, of course. Um, just before we jump into today's discussion, could you give give a little bit of background on who you are and what you do? Yeah, sure, absolutely. My, uh, so, my, as you said, my name is Micah Singer. I'm the CEO of Kermi Software. Kermi is a tool that lots of large businesses and large service providers use to automate provisioning and management of all of their digital workers across the leading uh, unified communications and collaboration platforms. Uh, so we, we see a lot of different scenarios and we try to uh, save the users time and money as they manage uh, IT infrastructure. Okay, yeah, that, that makes sense. And obviously being in the um, AI space uh, yourselves at come, you know, it's clear that the, that the leaps made in AI and the Gen AI space, especially over the last 12 months, have um, really had a big impact on all areas of the enterprise tech space. Um, communications is no different, of course. Um, where do you really see the industry at the moment? So so it's interesting. I mean, so we're, we're, we, we, uh, we help uh, automation occur, and that means we try to sort of get humans out of the process. So these these things that you know, these IT tools, uh, communications, and collaboration, which are more and more prevalent in all of our lives as we move to hybrid work and we're all more remote, um, have to be managed by humans to make sure they work and they're set up properly and they're secure. And when someone leaves a company or changes, they they're you know they're removed and and cleaned up properly. And so the, these these kind of tools are really perfectly set up for uh, artificial intelligence to help manage. Um, so so it's a really it's a really specific niche um, to uh, have a uh, assistant <laughs> that that really uh, sits next to and sits with the the IT administrator and helps them make decisions that are in the best interest of the company they work for and the. Uh, population of digital workers they support. Uh, so we so we've seen um, uh, the this move towards uh, machine driven decisions uh, to um, fine tune mainly and and it, it, it and it's been light you know so, so uh, there's there's been light inroads so far. There's a bit of a fear of letting you know, machines make decisions without human involvement. I think there's it's slowly uh, there, there's this idea that one person can manage more and more people. We support that at Kermi, but the idea that no persons can manage lots of people is is a bit of a, a step that hasn't happened yet. Although the technology seems maybe ready for it. Yeah, yeah, I think we've seen some you know really big strides over the last twelve months. Um, and obviously, we're seeing a lot of AI providers really trying to set themselves apart from some of the other offerings. Um, what are some of the more interesting ways that you've seen AI integration in those comms tools? I mean, so, so, so historically, and, and, and I mean, historically, meaning the last five or 10 years, there's been a lot of AI in, in communications tools. There's, there's things, you know, there's tools for 
things like intelligent virtual assistants that help you with scheduling. Uh, there's tools that listen to conversations and report back on sentiment and you know the customer service, someone's unhappy, that comes across in the tone that AI can, can, can flag and then escalate, uh, get you to a, say a manager without you having to say, get me to a manager. Um, there's predictive analytics that, that watch the, um, watch the usage on a network and say, Hey, look, this looks like fraud. Um, and you know, uh, so, so there, there, there's, there's other examples, but these are, these are ones that really, um, you know, there's an action that's interpreted by AI based on inputs. And then there's some kind of a reaction that, uh, that sort of can become log logical. And so what we do is, you know, we, we automate the reaction. So, you know, if there's, if there's predictive analytics, it says, Hey, look, this could be fraud. Uh, the next step would be to block it or shut it off or, or do something pretty dramatic in, in the scheme of things. And, uh, and it's quite possible to create a workflow to take the input and to execute it uh, without a human actually pushing the button, but let the machine push the button. Uh, so, so these things are cool. They're a little bit scary still um, because uh, you know they're they can they can just happen. You don't know why they're happening, and and that's always uh, disconcerting. So, so the technology seems there, but the humans uh, maybe aren't ready to give up control yet. Yeah, I think that, that's a valid take. Obviously, where where I kind of sit in, um, obviously, I come from a journalism background now in content creation, and I feel as though we we talk a lot about AI taking people's jobs and you, you know taking over that that human element. And I think with something maybe more on the creative side, really does need that human touch. But I think for something around you know scheduling and taking those notes, it, it really like having like a kind of robotic automated process there in place does make a lot of sense um so as these tools kind of do get more sophisticated how close do you think ai will really become to running all enterprise communications so what i've seen over uh admittedly a, a longish career is is that a lot of these kind of innovations start at the core so um, in, you know, they start by making decisions, and, and I mentioned fraud, uh, that, that's, that's a pretty, uh, pretty key one. It's a problem in our industry, you know, either fraudulent calls coming in and annoying people or fraudulent usage, running up bills. Um, uh, the, these are things that happens or before uh, humans are involved. So you know, if, a, if your call gets blocked, if a call coming in that's potentially fraud gets blocked from ringing your phone, you don't even know what's happened yet. You don't know what's going on. If, if, uh, if something gets shut off uh, without, without a human being involved, it, it's sort of a second order effect that's hidden from, from the user. It's at the core. And I think that's really where it's going to start. So, so you know, the, your question was how, how close is AI to running all enterprise communications? And we, in the earlier question, you know, I think it's, it's possible. It's, uh, you know, the, the, the tools are there, the technology is there. Uh, are we going to let it? And I think we will let it in, in waves. And the first wave will be letting the kinds of AI operations or AI ops, as we call it, make decisions that uh, humans don't, that don't really affect us too much, don't affect workers. Um, maybe uh, things that are acts of omission, like if something, you know, like I said, like it's a fraudulent call or if it's on collab and someone's sharing a, you know, a, a body image or something, um, it's, it, you'll never see it. 
And so someone might say, well, what, what did you see that thing I sent or, you know, no, well, I don't know why not. So, you know, you might, you might be a little discombobulated by the machines making decisions um, like that. I think once we feel comfortable that the technology is making good decisions, uh, you know, again and again, um, and there's a degree of comfort, uh, then we'll see switches being flicked and, uh, and it becoming more present in our lives um, in a visible way. Uh, but, but, you know, I mean, you do see AI already in front of people. I mean, uh, every day with the, some of the uh, autocorrects or suggested next words and, as you're typing a Google Mail or a Microsoft Mail. Uh, you know, there's, there's, there's lots of ways already. Um, but, uh, but, but it's going to be cool to see what kind of imagination uh, product teams can bring, uh, can, can, can bring to match the technology with the, with the workers' requirements for the technology. Is there is there anything that AI can't do that you'd like to see possible in 2024 and beyond? What AI can't do? Oh man, I I don't want to make the AI upset by saying it can't do something. Um, <laughs> I think there's there's a lot of information coming in from different sources um, that uh, I don't know if AI can't do it right now, but but things like message queues and log files and um, yeah, there there was an acquisition recently. Uh, Cisco bought Splunk. It's one of the large providers of uh, log file interpretation, and um, you know, the making decisions uh, and parsing information at a scale that is almost unimaginable is something that AI maybe can't do rapidly. And I don't know if that's a CPU problem or, um, or again, it's just a matter of letting it make the decisions. Um, it, that's a deep technology decision. I think a technologist would tell you. It's possible. <laughs> it can be done today. We have the power, um, but but that that's I think where um, where there's really opportunities, and maybe some of that is speed of processing. Um, if you if you play with AI yourself, as you ask more and more complex questions of ChatGPT or whichever AI you happen to be using, um, you see that it can it can move slowly. It has to think and search, um, but I think a lot of these are uh, this idea of AI, the large language models are, you know, have a database of information they have looked at. Um, and so when you ask it questions, it you know, sort of uses that uh, preparatory work it's created. But now we're seeing that AI can reach out and uh, to other systems. So, it, you know, it's second order again. It's, it's something where you know, if you say, hey, I'm interested in, some information and can you graph it for me you know ai has to go get the information use like python or some other tool to graph bring it in together and then present it so so it's there's a lot of steps and sort of ai is not only um providing you information but it's doing tasks for you so so i think the next step will be standards that allow machines i mean and this is either apis or an extension of that world to uh, go out and grab resources and make them do things and 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 that's scary you know that's when that's when skynet starts la launching the bombs and uh and, and and yet you know that kind of access and control is is going to be amazing it's going to increase productivity uh immensely um but it's something that and, and and like i said maybe it's something that can be done today but it's something that we have to move very gently into and securely into so in fact skynet does not 
release the bombs. Um, and, and, but it does uh, graph our uh, stock charts or, you know, uh, create our calendar items at the right moment. So yeah, it's, it's, it's cool to think about what's possible and, uh, and, and some of the things that we can't do today are things maybe um, uh, we have to think more closely before we do. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that as well. Um, the the final kind of final question that I wanted to ask you today is for those business leaders looking at you know their current AI strategy, um, thinking that maybe there's not enough there. Um, perhaps they're struggling with implementing uh, an effective AI strategy into their business. Do you have any words of advice about how they can um, achieve their business goals by bringing in that AI and generative AI? Yeah, and, and and we have a we have a program going on at our company uh, right now. Um, I think it it it's really important to get people in your company in each domain you work in. You know, so so we're a company. You know, we do software development and uh, we do DevOps because software is a service delivery. You know, we obviously do support and we have a lot of documentation and um, and have each you know have a group. Uh, with members of each body within your department, within your company, um, and try try to understand, you know, sort of break down what you do in your company into the tasks, and then go out there. There's tons of resources. I mean, you can even ask the AI to come back with uh, the generative AI to come back with some answers. But ha- how? What are the tasks in each of those departments that uh, where AI can be of assistance? Um, you know, and 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 you know look at what's available and there's lots of ai companies being funded um i read an ai email every day which tells me you know gives me uh, a list of the funding and what the you know the coolest trends in the market so that's how i stay current but you know there's lots of ways uh, there's evolution of presenting knowledge like knowledge bases or the shape of knowledge bases are changing um obviously uh, software coding is, is has, there's huge impact um, how quickly you can code, um, integration, APIs uh, that are used. You know, AI can read APIs and then write code from it. It's amazing. So, so I think it's really important to to break down your business into fundamental components, the kinds of tasks each person does or each group does, and then match it up with the AI options. Um, you know, we we have uh, we've been using we've been sampling one that does marketing writing. Uh, so you know, if you write a lot of case studies. Those are pretty formulaic. You have to do, you have to put some inputs into them, but then the AI can give you actually some pretty great output and formatting and, and save you lots of time. Um, say also, and finally, be reasonable. Uh, AI is, you know, it, it is a productivity enhancer, but, you know, don't, don't fire your departments and expect the AI to come in and do the work. It's, it's, a, it's probably you know, somewhere between five and maybe like even 35% increase in productivity right now. Uh, in, in you know some tasks where it's very useful, the higher numbers, but uh, but be reasonable and uh, and you'll find the AI can really help expand the uh, the capabilities of your team. Makes sense, Micah. Thank you so much for uh, joining us on the EM360 podcast today. Matt, thanks for having me. And also thank you to everyone who took the time to listen to this podcast. Uh, we hope you took a lot away. Um, from some of the things that Michael was saying there. Uh, of course, for further information what we discussed, please head on over to kermi-software.com. That's K-U-R-M-I-software.com. We'll be back next week with another episode in our podcast series. But until then, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on all major platforms. Follow the conversation on our socials at EM360Tech on Twitter and LinkedIn. 
and for more great daily content, please head on over to em360tech.com.